This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, there you go. Sorry, you stepped on somebody's throat right there. I know, that hurts. Ow! Hello, 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 and and good morning, and welcome to the second day of 2016, Charlie. I know, first show of the year. Yeah. I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. Or the under, under, under gardener. Yes, yes. That's a gardener in training. (laughs) Actually, that's a gardener who really doesn't care about gardening. How long have I been in training now? I was just going to ask you that just before I turn on the mic. Uh, July 2008. Really? Seven years? I believe. We're into our eighth year now. Well, I'll be a son of a gun. And what have you learned? Many marriages don't last that long, you know? (laughs) True. (laughs) Here we are. Hmm, Seven-year itch. Uh, So so what have you learned about gardening in the last seven and a half years? I've learned a lot about nematodes. Yeah, nematodes, (laughs) yes. Nematodes (laughs) are your friend. That's right. I've learned that. I better get my phone numbers on the air Mm -hmm. before Hmm. I get smacked by you because as we were just discussing... As we started, or just before we went on the air, we sit side by side mm-hmm. here in the studio. That's because Charlie <laughs> likes to reach out and give me a smack every now and again. Yes, if and I it's... don't give these numbers like I'm going to do right now. In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province, of course, it's toll free. 1-866-740-4740. Uh, mantra, call early, call often, one question per call. You don't want to be there you know, 10 minutes to 9 and you can't get through. You know, no, call now. And then if you are a first-time caller, let Sebastian know. 10 minutes and, to 10, you mean. Pardon me? 10 minutes to 10. Oh, 10 minutes to 10. Yeah, yeah. we're on see. from 9 to she 10. She smacked me with that After one. After seven and a half years, <laughs> I just want to confirm with you, we, we're on from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's right. Okay, you're okay, absolutely good, right. Good. Yeah. Here's the little bell. That you will uh, hear if you are a first-time caller. Mm-hmm. But let Sebastian know. Okay. That's right. So yeah. do you think winter might have arrived? Look. Look out the window there. Look at the piles oh of snow. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, that was uh, interesting, the way we had that snowfall. It was a week ago today, actually. Uh, wasn't it Saturday, Boxing Day? When did all that snow? No, it was the 28th. So last Monday. Snow, then rain and slush, yeah, and yeah. boy, was it hard slog in cleaning my driveway well, heavy on stuff. Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was pure, like, crap. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't pretty. But I kept thinking, well, it's going to melt, right? It's just going to melt. <laughs> you have such a silver tongue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, lack of... <laughs> oh, my God. But my, my apologies. However, it was... I just kept thinking, you know, it's going to go to five degrees. Why am I struggling with all yeah. this, like, deep, slushy, wet, icy... Yeah, crap, yeah. for lack of a better term. <laughs> but uh, but I did. I went out and I shoveled it all. My, 
I'm, I haven't given you an update on my homeless kitty cat. Who, oh, no, yeah. Well, yeah. He, I call him homeless, but he actually lives in my backyard. So he actually has a home, his backyard. My backyard is his home. He's not an indoor cat. And you cat. built a little shelter for him and everything. So we well, him. and what happened this year is, yeah, for the last two winters, I actually built him a shelter using a, a little patio table and blankets and tarpaulins. And then I had this microwavable heated pad that I would heat for him and he could mm-hmm. get all cozy inside his house. I call it his condo. It's a kitty condo, but it looks a bit like a you know trailer park sort of a setup. Blue tarpaulin, right? <laughs> Well, my son thought it was kind of tacky, so he bought an actual official outdoor cat house, Whoa. heated, I might point out. An Pete outdoor Drew. cat house? Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> well, I think I'll stop right there. So, you know, peaked roof, um, <laughs> f- door flaps, um, heated floor, really, really sweet house, right? Mm. But when all, well, going back to that horrible weather where mm. it went from snow to rain, that house just absorbed a bunch of moisture. So it was just a soggy mess. Oh, dear. And so my poor little homeless pussycat was not hanging out in some soggy house. Yeah. And so I didn't see him for 24 hours until I brought the whole thing in the house, dried it and washed it and did all these things. And now it's back to being wrapped in a blue tarpaulin. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're back to the trailer park look. But he's still got the, you know, heated floor going on. So it's quite lovely. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Okay. But uh, I do have two announcements. You asked if I had any announcements. That was yeah. one. I wanted to All give right. you an update. Very on, good. I'm glad you did. You know, kitty cats. His name is Mist, if anybody's wondering. It was short for Mr. Kitty. Um, but, you know, the vet said Mr. Kitty was a weird name, so we shortened it to Mist. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, okay, so a couple of things coming up. Mark your calendars. For both these are happening Wednesday, January the 13th. It's the Burlington Horticultural Society's general meeting, 7.30 p.m. They meet at the Burlington Senior Center, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane in Burlington. The speaker is Elizabeth Schleicher. Schleicher? You've been hanging out with Germans. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> Schleicher. Schleicher, okay. Yeah. Uh, she is a design and horticulture judge, and she's chosen her topic as Visions of France. There will be refreshments, there's a draw, and of course, all are always welcome. Same night, January 13th, 7 p.m. in Toronto, the Riverdale Hort Society mm-hmm. meets at the Frankland Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue, which is just south of the Danforth. The speaker there is Dr. Elizabeth Muir, and she's speaking about her new book, Riverdale East of the Dawn. There you are. All right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Uh, now, we have uh, callers already calling in. Excellent. Talk to you, our master gardener, Charlie Dobbin, here on Zoomer Radio. And we have to take a little bit of a break, but before we do that, let's have a little extolation. Is there such a word as... Extolation. Uh, extol, extol the virtues. Extol the virtues of... But that goes back to me out there shoveling the crap, what? right? The slush? <laughs> that heavy yes. stuff? Yeah. I oh. was only able to do that and and dripping in sweat, I might point yes, out, yes. but pain-free. Because? Because I had remembered to take my CRSL. There you go. Three little pills every single morning. Completely natural, mineral new supplement that magically helps keep those joints moving. Limber. Limber yeah. and pain-free and makes it possible to pick up shovelfuls of liquid crap and <laughs> deposit it on the side of your driveway <laughs> and drip in sweat and never whine at all. 
There you go. <laughs> now, to find out more about it, in fact, to order some, which we think you should do. Give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasill.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And at 9.15, let's say a fond good morning and, uh, oh, well, a little bit of a belated Happy New Year to Earl out there in Oakville. Hey, Earl, good morning. Good morning. I'm a bit of a singer-songwriter, Frank, and right. I have, I've just written a few verses here. Before I ask my question, I'd like to sing it to you. I'd like to oh, serenade it to you. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. okay. I know I left you behind, but I wish you would come back to this loving arms of mine. What do you think? Wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, after leaving... I asked this question last year, Charlie. What do I do about these hibiscus plants? How much sun and water should I give them? Well, lots and lots of light, for starters. Where are they? Well, they're in the living room by the, by the window. Okay, sounds good. And are they nice and green and yeah. got flowers at this point? No, um, well, it's somewhere around here. I haven't, I haven't been looking for it. I know I brought it in a while ago. so what i would do okay do not overwater if anything err on the side of underwatering so when it comes to hibiscus inside the house at this time of year and in this kind of gray days and cool weather and short days still it's not very sunny out there is it no it is it's quite a gray day but just keep an eye and what will happen is the leaf i find hibiscus leaves are very good at telling you when they need water so Mm -hmm. they go from a nice kind of a shiny Shiny green, they'll go dull or matte, so they'll stop being shiny, and then a day or two later they'll start to get to kind of wilt. Then they'll be quite limp. So try and just keep an eye when they they lose their shininess. It's time to give them a thorough watering, even if they're a tiny bit on the limp side. That's okay. okay. Thorough watering, enough water to saturate the soil, uh, and then leave them alone until they tell you again that they've dried down enough to need a thorough watering. We are going to start fertilizing in late February, early. March, but not until then. Okay, I love you guys, and you take care. Have a happy New Year. Hey, and girl, thank thanks you very for the much. song. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, delightful. Yeah. Yes. How often do we get serenaded? Well, not often enough, I, I would say. I yeah. agree. So Frank Proctor, uh, Charlie Dobbin here with uh, all the goodies, and Sebastian answering the phones, and he's already had a chance to check in with Alan from Oakville, who is a first-time caller. <laughs> There Yay. you go. Hey, welcome Yay. to the show. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> I thought I was going to ring a bell for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have indoor plants mm-hmm. that I want to move next week. To a new... They are like five feet tall. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, which I'm not even sure the names of them. Uh, they look like... Three of them look like the palm-like leaves, very long at the top, mm-hmm. and a long, long stem. Mm-hmm. The other one are long green leaves, oh, about good uh, foot and a half long from the whole stem from top to bottom. Should I do anything special to prepare them before they move? So you're moving homes? Is that what's going on? I'm moving from an apartment to a home. Okay. So the apartment you're in now, do you know what direction it faces? 
towards the legs, so that's sort of in the south direction. Okay. And so you're getting good light into your apartment. Yes. And the plants are lined up kind of in front of the windows, or where are they in your apartment? Yeah, no, you've got them lined up sort of in the... Uh, kitchen eating area along one wall and they're doing quite well. Okay, so they're getting good bright light. Now where you're moving to, will there be that same kind of good bright light? No. There will be light, but it won't be on as bright as I believe it's on the on like northwest side of the house. Mm. Okay. So all right, so that's great. These plants for like twenty years? Yeah. Well, no, it's a very, very good question you're asking. So what I would do, and I would do this today, is I would move the plants that you currently have in your apartment away from their bright, sunny location, even if it means moving them kind of pull them back into the kitchen or move them somewhere else where they're not in as bright a spot. And that will start the preparation for them to sustain lower light levels. When you move, of course, it is important. I don't, I'm not, the weather is cooling off. Now, I'm not sure about next weekend when you're actually doing your move, but it is important. Which is a plus three sunny day. Okay, so that's good. If it's above zero, it's still too cold for them to just sit out on the sidewalk, though. So it is important that they, when they leave your apartment, they go into either a heated truck or they're laid down in a heated car and they're driven to the new location. They're immediately unloaded and into the house without being ex- left outside or in an unheated situation. If you are going to lie them down or they are going to be in an exposed situation in a moving truck, for example, I would rather them in if you have blankets you could wrap them even newspaper or whatever the idea is just to try and hold some some warm air around the plants so okay. tape some newspaper yeah. around them you know just mm-hmm. gently it doesn't be thick newspaper but a couple layers of newspaper uh, and then when you get them to their new location of course put them in the brightest spot you can uh, and you you will probably find a few leaves older leaves will turn yellow more mature leaves will often yes, die I that the last time I moved I yeah. didn't like the location at first until I switched them around yeah well try try and mimic what you've got going on because what what you've going on got going on they're obviously very happy with but even so like a few yellow leaves won't kill the plants be, no, no, no. yeah but be very careful about the watering thing as we've said this is a time of year where it's easy to overwater so water thoroughly a couple of days before the move so that they're not stressed through this process and realize that once you get there, it's going to be another few days before you need to water them again. Other than my spraying, I I spray them usually when I'm watering them. I don't water the containers. I spray them with water. Okay. So do a good spraying and then probably when you get them there and you're unwrapping them and you're welcoming, you know, introducing them to their new home, you might want to just give them a mist onto the leaves. Keeps the humidity high, keeps the leaves nice and clean. That's a very good way to look to care for them. Okay, thank you very much. That was wonderful advice. Alan, it's been a delight talking to you, and don't be a stranger, okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks for calling. And uh, lots of luck with the move. Moving can be a stressful situation. Yeah, for everybody. Sounds like he's organizing himself very well. Yes, exactly. Thinking that far in advance. Thinking in advance. Take care of the plants, etc. I agree. We have to look ahead here. a line is open here. Uh, let me give the phone numbers again, 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province, of course, toll-free, 1-866-744-740-923 on the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, back in just a moment. 
Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden for coming into my eighth year now. Yes, I'm studying hard. Uh, Edith in Toronto on the I'm line. I'm going to give you a test someday. Oh, please. On air. Oh, please. <laughs> hello, Edith. Good morning. Well, hello. Good morning. That's very nice. I, I listen to your show all the time. Oh, bless your heart. And I just love it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm calling about a hibiscus. Mm-hmm. And... I got it from Metro. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You cannot believe the flowers were as big as a soup bowl. Yeah. And it was really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then we brought it in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the leaves are starting to turn yellow. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, know, you know why that happens. It's because of the dramatic difference in light levels between oh. outside and inside. Yeah. So similar, actually, to our last caller, Alan, who is actually moving from one apartment to another, in the summer, late summer, when it's time and we're thinking about our hibiscus and our tropical plants and we're thinking about bringing them into our homes, one of the ways we can help prepare the plants back in, you know, late August, early September, is move them into the shade outside. So because they're out in the sun and they're lovely and they're on the patio and they're, like you say, beautiful blooms. But, But just start that process, lower the light levels on the plants outside prior to bringing them in where it's even more of a dramatic lowering of light levels. And that will just help with the transition a little bit. But in the meantime, don't worry. I mean, I've had situations where every single leaf falls off because the plant is an absolute shock. But as long as you're not overwatering it, you may find that pruning it back a bit will help promote more growth. Uh, Do not do a lot of fertilizing right now, but give it as much light as you possibly can and only water when it's really dry. Okay, thanks. Okay, thank thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. And I love your show. Thanks again. <laughs> thank you. Gee, I, hope, I, I wish you were in charge of the paycheck. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, that's right. It sounds like we'll get going for a raise anytime I, soon. I but, know. Bonus no, we time. We appreciate that. Really. <laughs> thank you so much. Boy, we've got uh, callers from all over the place. How about Pickering? Let's go there. Josephine, hello and uh, a happy new year to you. Hi, Josephine. Hi, Frank and Charlie. Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a good Christmas as well, and everybody is well and happy and healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the fall, when my hydrangea was in full bloom, I took a cutting, mm-hmm. and I put it in water. Mm-hmm. Now, naturally, it stays for a long, long time. I kept replenishing it. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, in November... I was going to throw it out, and I looked at it. The bottom of it is covered in roots. What do I do? Is it a, has it got green leaves on it right now? Yes, it has. That's cute. And it's got a new shoot coming up. Mm-hmm. My, my, my. Well, what can you do? All right. So this hibiscus, just to clear, sorry, uh, no, hydrangea. No, hydrangea. Sorry, hibiscus on the brain. Uh, so this hydrangea, tell me about the flowers. They were white Conical shaped flowers? No, they're blue globes. Blue globes. Okay, that's good. I'm just clarify mm. that. So a glow when a hydrangea has round or globe shaped flowers, it's a macrophylla hydrangea. Macro meaning big leafed hydrangea, and they do have the round flowers, and they do come in all beautiful colors, pinks and purples and blues and, and whites. White. So uh, and Annabelle probably being the best known white. 
macrophylla, but of course there's all the endless summer varieties, etc. So, okay, so it's interesting. So you've got it in the house. It's very um, not dormant, and it's got roots on it. It's root bound. It's root bound. But have you got it out of the water now? Have you put no, it into a I'm pot? No, I'm afraid to take it out of the water. <laughs> All right. So I guess what I would recommend is that you uh, pot it into a well, you know, a pot with drainage, obviously with potting soil, right? Or soilless mix of one kind or another, um, as soon as you can. If the if the roots are all twirled around into a spiral, which they might be if it's been in a tight little vase. No, it's not. No, because the bottle is like a, a juice bottle, mm-hmm. and it's a thin neck with a, a fat bottom, like a globe bottom. Right. So you'll be able. So to, it's spreading. Perfect. You'll be able to pull it out. The roots will all still be there. You'll get those roots under the soil. You know, carefully pack some nice moist soil around the roots, water thoroughly, put it, try and keep it in the same location you've had it in, in terms of the light levels. That's in my kitchen window, it's southeast. All right, perfect. Now, the challenge with this plant is that it is a hard, what we consider a hardy plant. So it does want to have some dormant period. Now, it's not getting a dormant period because it's in your heated home. So there's no sleepy time for this plant, um, which might not be the end of the world. It will still be a, it will still be a green plant. I'm not sure if it will flower a lot for you this coming season, but it might. I don't think it'll flower. I think I'll get more leaves. Yeah, I mean, remember that there are florist hydrangeas, which are the less hardy variety that we see around Easter and Mother's Day, and they, you know, bloom like crazy at that time of year. So you may be surprised. You may find that it's going to turn into a, a flowering houseplant uh, right around that sort of Mother's that Day. That would be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, Easter, you know, that kind of time frame, April, May. So see what happens. Of course, getting it into some soil, watering it thoroughly, keeping it in the same location, and then waiting till we're frost-free. Then you're going to get it outside. You're going to slowly introduce it to the outside, starting in the shade, moving it slowly but surely into a brighter and sunnier location until you have a, a – do you have a good spot in the garden where you could potentially plant this plant? Oh, yes. Yes, you must because you brought it in from the garden. Right. So you will just add this little cousin in with the family and maybe make a nice uh, you know, grouping of the hydrangeas together and uh, plant it once we're frost-free and, and let it join the others and you know, it will recycle itself into the right seasons once it's outside. There's only one question. Mm. There's a beautiful big flower on the top. Oh, that's fine. That's great. So leave the flower? Right now? I mean, it's, it's, it's a, not a dried flower. It's an actual blooming plant. It's like it a just blooming bloomed. flower. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We mean in terms of the um, repotting part. Right. Um, okay, so that's another good question. Technically, you should cut the flower off when you're repotting. But I'm sure you don't want to do that. Yeah. So maybe what you should do is just wait until the flower's finished, then cut the flower off, and then do the repotting. Or the the potting. So not repotting, but the potting. (laughs) Have you ever had a call like that before? Not that specific question. No. (laughs) That's a a new one. Well, it was new for me, and I thought, (laughs) I don't know what to do with it. That's great. No, it's lovely. Okay, then. Well, as I said before, Happy New Year to you both. Thank Thank you you. very much. Okay, then. Thanks for your Take care of Pickering, Josephine. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, unusual little problem there. Never heard that one before. Well, that's right. Yeah, typically when we do take a a cutting of a woody plant, they rarely start growing Mm -hmm. so happily inside our home. So good for Josephine. She's clearly got some happy plans. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be happy too to let you know that uh, as we say goodbye to Josephine, that leaves the line open at 416- 360-0740 
or if you're uh, outside the uh, city of Toronto or the GTA, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And, oh, yeah, the, uh, there's uh, Marilyn up in Seaforth. Good morning, Marilyn. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I have a Boston fern mm-hmm. that I brought in from outside, and it's it's a dirty plant. Hmm. It, it's dropping its leaves, and I'm not sure um, if I'm caring for it properly uh, because I don't know too much about Boston ferns. Have you got it hanging from the ceiling, or have you got it in a, um, a plant stand, or where have you got it? I've got it hanging from the ceiling in front of my living room window, which is uh, facing south. Mm. Okay, so, and is it in any drafts, hot or cold drafts? No. No, it's not. There's um, a heater under the window, Mm -hmm. a baseboard heater, Mm -hmm. uh, but I have um, a table in front, unlike... Okay, deflecting the heat. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. You're right about it being a messy, dirty plant. Boston ferns, particularly if they've been outside and they love all that natural humidity that we have in the summer and they grow fat and luscious and green. And then we bring them into our dry, hot, heated homes with the much lower humidity. And right away, a lot of that luscious green, those little tiny leaves, which are on the fronds, will start to shrivel and drop off. Sometimes they won't even turn yellow. They'll just be green and shriveled and drop off. So what, if you can, and you do want to keep it alive, what I would do is maybe about once a week, once every 10 days, I would take it down from the ceiling. And then I would take it uh, either if it's a mild day, you could take it outside, or if you could take it out to the garage, or or you know even the bathtub, and just with your fingers comb through the fronds, which yeah. will knock off a lot of that messiness and kind of get it all out of the way in one shot. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad way to to kind of clean up that the all that falling debris. When you're doing that, you could also do a very thorough watering. So watering a Boston fern where you, where you immerse it into a pail of water, sticking the whole plant, pot, soil, fronds, everything underwater, room temperature water, is a wonderful way to help maintain some of that foliage. Okay. Uh, okay. I was wondering about spraying it. Yep. Yeah, spraying is good. Yep. It's yeah, all okay. good. Anything you can do to raise the humidity around the plant will help hold on to those, those messy leaves that are falling off. Right, right. <laughs> okay. okay. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for Another calling, Marilyn. Another happy voice heard from. And actually, yeah. I sh- one more thing if Marilyn is still listening, and that is also remember when we – with plants, our house plants – when we, it's important to remember to turn them. There's that 180-degree turn. So every time you're taking it down, doing that cleaning thing, when you put it back up, try and do a turn even on it at the same time. Even distribution of sunlight. And, That's right, uh, and yeah. even distribution of growth, so it won't mm-hmm. get all lopsided. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I must admit, I'm, I'm surprised that we've got a lot of callers uh, this morning. I thought and maybe why it might is be that? Quiet. Well, I don't know. I think people are still kind of in a, a low energy mode. Well, that's why they're home listening to the radio, thinking about what they could do to clean up their plants. (laughs) That's why I've got you here, because you're smarter than I am. No, no, (laughs) just about plants. (laughs) Nancy in Hagersville, welcome to the show. Hello, Nancy. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yep, go ahead. Um, I was just, I'm first time caller, too. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. 
Ooh, there you have are. your wings. <laughs> Off you fly. I was just wondering, I had um, flocks in the garden for a few years, mm. and they grow pretty well, quite tall, but they don't flower. So garden flocks, regular garden flocks. Do you know the variety by any chance? Uh, no, not really. Is it something that somebody gave you, or did you buy it? Um, originally, we probably bought it, but it's quite a long time ago, so I'm not sure. And it hasn't really flowered at all in all those years? I think it might have at one time, but not. I don't know whether we moved it from a sunnier spot or I don't know if moving it would help it or... Well, generally speaking, flocks likes as much sun as you can give them. You will get your most flowers and you will also minimize disease problems. Flocks does have a tendency to get a powdery mildew growing on the leaves, when we, particularly when we get into high humidity midsummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to keep the, green, the leaves green and healthy, uh, usually you'll find... Good sunlight and good air circulation is important on the plant. Phlox also really loves a, a soil that's got lots of organic material. So if you have, you make your own compost or you can, when you're transplanting it, if you decide to do so this spring, consider some composted manure incorporated into the soil where you're planting it. I think you'll find it will flower just fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for your call. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Joining us here on Zoomer Radio AM 740. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break in a minute, but I want to just explain. I'm not going to be here next week. I know that, and I've been avoiding talking about that because I'm so angry with you. (laughs) Well, I have uh, have a lovely family, uh, and I have lovely friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. I found out what my Christmas present was from, uh, first of all, through a phone call from my agent, Mm -hmm. Bruce Dean, bless his heart. And my two sons, Kelly and mm-hmm. Toby, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, daughter-in-law of mine, Katie, mm-hmm. they all got together and said, in league with Shirley, mm-hmm. my, my lady, said, now, Shirley, we know you're down to Florida a lot. Any chance you can take Frank down for a week at the condo you like to go to? She said, absolutely. Mm. So uh, on Monday, we're, we're flying down to Florida. Like Monday, like day after tomorrow, Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. I'm so angry. I don't even want to like look at the calendar. <laughs> well, no, I've never, I'm kidding. You know, I think it's great. It's, it's wonderful. I, You're going to get out of the cold so and the oh, snow and the gray. It's going to be lovely. You're going to go frolic in the surf and drink yeah. Mai Tais or whatever it is oh, people drink in Florida. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you won't be here next Saturday. No. and So, so in you're my leaving stand, me in the lurch. Yes. But I have organized a, a guest. Yeah. Which, of course, nobody ever can really fill your shoes. However, I will attempt to fill your shoes or play you the role that you play. (laughs) And coming in and sitting where I'm sitting will be Dennis Flanagan. And you remember Dennis. He's been here before. Uh, He, When I've been away, those few times I've been away, he's sat in as the fill-in host. Uh And he is uh, quite a, a talented uh, garden designer. Uh, he was my co-host when we did a TV show together yes. way back uh, on HGTV. Dennis and I He's did a, a, a TV show called One Garden, Two Looks. So uh, we'll have some fun next week without you, though, you know, never as much fun when you're here. Of but course. Uh, still, we'll have some fun <laughs> without you and, you know, send some, you know, vibes to you that you're going to be having a drink on us or something while we're here uh, next Saturday. Dennis Flanagan and myself. Dennis works for Landscape Ontario, so I think he'll want to... Uh, Express a little bit about what is Landscape Ontario and why, do, yeah, why it's important yeah. that you know such professionals belong, and that when we're hiring people to do outdoor work, we should really look for the professionals to do the work well. 
Excellent. Good points all. And Thanks. we're going to be back in just a moment. Uh, we're not going anywhere. No, we shall I'm not. return to our callers, is what I mean to say. <laughs> Siva in Toronto waiting uh, by ever so patiently. And we do have a line open at 416 360 0740 or 1-866-740-4740. That is our toll-free line here on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And here we are uh, once again on the lines with our listeners, Siva in Toronto. Hello and good morning. Good morning, sir. I wasn't just sitting patiently. I was enjoying some sautéed onions, cabbage and rice. Wow. (laughs) Very yummy. Okay, yeah. Okay, I have my amaryllis and I don't know. Last year it bloomed in April. This year it looks like it's going to sleep. The bulb is green and I'm thinking maybe I should replace it because I'm having the same trouble every year. No flower. Okay, so the bulb is green, meaning there's green leaves growing out of the bulb. No, there are no leaves oh. at all. Just the bulb is green and nice. You know, oh. it's not dying. But okay, so uh, did you stop watering it for it to stop growing I did. leaves? I put it in the dark in Good. September and uh-huh. brought it back in and so, so. Okay, and when you brought it back in and you put it into the sun, did you water it at all? Yes, yes, I did a little watering. Not overly, but... And nothing has grown. Nothing has grown. I'm still waiting on it. (laughs) And if you felt the soil right now, do you think it would be bone dry or would there be a little bit of moisture in the soil? It's moist, moist, yes. And it's in a sunny window. It's in a sunny window, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I've had them for years, but... You know, I don't know if I should replace them after this one. Well, you know what? Um, here we go. But gardening is a process of patience. Yeah. And I know. I know. So I think that it's sitting there and it's green and it's doing nothing. But you know what? Just keep letting it sit there. Okay. It, it will grow eventually. Yeah. Something will grow. in June this time. You never know. <laughs> Just what you want is for flower, a flower bud to emerge from that, yeah. that bulb. So okay. be careful that you don't overwater water it. So if it is moist, don't water it at all. Yeah. Let it go right to the bone dry point before you water again. Okay. Keep it in that sunny window. Turn it 180 degrees every week or so and something will emerge. Okay. And call us when that happens. Okay. I <laughs> want to ask Frank a quick question. Yeah, sure. I love the downtown train by oh gosh, his name has gone out of my head. The downtown. Oh dear. The okay. Downtown. The downtown train. Um, song. And you guys never play this song for me. Oh, the downtown train. Uh, oh, dear. I forgot his name. <laughs> the guy from Australia, or his wife is Australian. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll remember next okay, time. Yeah. Frank will look give it me, up. Give me and a call a little later in the after I'm back at 2 o'clock. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, love. train. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank well, you. Yes, okay, bye. Bye-bye bye now. Bye-bye. And I must admit, I'm looking at the monitor here, mm. and I'm thinking, wait a yeah, minute, didn't we already speak to Nancy in Hagersville? And She's said, clever. Wait a minute, you know what? Yep. Our little motto is yep. call early, call often, one question per call. Yep. And, and the so maybe, part. maybe Nancy has called back in. And let me check on that. Nancy from Hagersville, yes, is that correct? Is. Yeah. It's me again. Hey. Well, there you go, second time caller now. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks for calling back. Actually, the lady you just had on has sort of my question anyway, but because I have amaryllis that we had two that flowered and the rest of them didn't. Okay. And the one is like hers. It's, it's just green and there's no leaves and no stalk and nothing. Hmm. 
And and similar to her, you put it into sort of a forced dormancy by putting it in the dark and stopping watering back in August or September? Right. Okay. And so as long as it sat dormant for at least eight weeks and you've Mm -hmm. brought it out of dormancy, you put it in the sun, you water it once, and you wait. Something will grow. As long as that the bulb is fat and firm and, you know, has lots of carbohydrates stored inside, something will grow. And I have I have one that it's very short stock. Mm-hmm. It has flowers on it, but it's only half the height of a mm. regular amaryllis. But it's flowering. But is it is it a small flower too, or is it a regular big flower? Oh, it's not. Not maybe not quite as big as. Because there's so many kinds of amaryllis mm. now. Uh, it could be a watering thing. It could be an uh, um, energy level within the bulb. Remember, once your amaryllis finishes flowering, whether it's tall or short or anything in between, you do want to let those green leaves grow, preferably for you know six months. Mm-hmm. And during that time when the green leaves are growing and the plant is in the sun, whether it's in the window or outside in the summer, we will, you should be fertilizing. And all of that will help fatten the bulb up, storing lots of good energy so that when it does flower the next winter, the flowers, there'll be many flowers and they'll be big and luscious and all that important stuff. Is it right? I read somewhere that you're not supposed to water until you see the leaves, actually, or? Well, no. What you want to do is you want to water once to try Mm -hmm. and wake the plant up. And you want the first growth to be a flower bud that mm-hmm. sticks up out of the out of the bulb, not a leaf. But it could be that a leaf will emerge, and if it does, then that's what you're going to get is yep. leaves. But <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to starve the bulb entirely of water. Uh, but then again, you want to be careful to not overwater. So one thorough watering, wait till something grows, and then at that point, you'll start to water more regularly. Okay. Okay. Well, you have a happy new year, everybody. Thanks well, thank again. You. Nice you to, uh, too, nice thanks to have a, for a, calling a, again. A twice caller there. Yeah. <laughs> Super. Nancy in Hagersville. Okay, look, I just want to yes. show you here. All right. So, um, Siva was talking about a song called The Downtown Train. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, the song Downtown Train, Rod Stewart. Okay, maybe that's who she's referring to. Hmm. Okay, we'll have to uh, investigate that right. later. Just letting and you I know. And no, I have no explanation why we're not playing that, but our musicologist, Neil Headley, is in charge of things, and oh. and he will he will either approve or disapprove. I see. Yeah, you I have guess. to ask I'll, I'll him have to whether yes. you're allowed to just... Yeah, can't well, just play have, something? You know, we yeah, have... Yeah. No, no. Can't do that. Rules. Yeah, there are rules to follow, and we have a format and all that stuff. Oh, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> On the garden show, we just do well, whatever uh, we want. Exactly. There's no that's, format or rules. And, and, <laughs> and I could see management saying yes, and that's the problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of why it works for yeah. me, I think. Whoa. Okay. We're, we're going to take just a smidge of a break here, but before we get to some other messages, and then on to our callers. Uh, you want to Dawn. talk about the Mountain of Youth. I do, and you know who I'm referring to or yes. what I'm referring to. Yes, and why everyone should discover the Mountain of Youth. That's a cute kind of a little pamphlet that comes with your Sierra Cell. If you order some, it can be delivered to your door in a very timely fashion. Exactly. Or you can pick it up at a local health food store or Rexall Drugs. The website is very good for helping you find a retailer if you want to try Sierra Cell by picking up uh, picking up at a store. It can also be ordered online. It can be ordered over the phone. Uh, something that Frank and I both find works yep. very, very well for us. Uh, it helps keep us moving pain-free. And 
shoveling sludge, and that's important. <laughs> and in case my son and daughter-in-law, uh, Toby and Katie, are listening in, they have a dog called Mouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, the folks at Sherrill, bless their heart, have sent me chews that mm-hmm. I've, I've got on my little table just before I head out the door of my apartment. And I'm going to bring them up there and present a Happy New Year to Mouse. So, cause Is Mouse these old? Men, uh, about three. Oh, about not three, that but old. you know. But no, but the, the chews are, are good, good for the dogs. And good they for are the pets. full of minerals. I mean, yeah. it's something that yeah, it's it's a very it's a completely natural mineral supplement. Whether it's for a pet or a person, yeah, we can all benefit. But it's interesting. Like the website is very good. It tells you an awful lot. It's not just about the joints, and it's it, the they digestive have several products system. That you, you got to find out about really. Okay. Yeah, Check it's them pretty out. magical Check actually. So, for more information. Give them a call at one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web, sierrasil.com. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, saying a thank you to the guy who never sleeps. That is Neil Headley. It's true. He yeah. works 24 7. I've never seen anybody work harder. Very but, special guy. And, and he's already called in to say, You have approval to play that song for Siva, Downtown Train. The Downtown Rod, Train. The Downtown Train. And that, that is by Rod Stewart. So later this afternoon, between 2 and 2.30, yep. I'll be playing that song for you, Siva. Okay? All right. Everybody's going to want to tune in. Everybody works to make everybody happy. <laughs> it's right? true. It's true. Well, Sandra in Etobicoke. Hi, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Charlie, Frank. Happy New Year. Thank you. Good morning. Happy New Year to you, too. My question is, um, I have three large planters, Mm -hmm. and I would like to put an evergreen in there. Well, I've tried evergreens. Mm -hmm. Um, My bed faces south, but Mm -hmm. there is a very large Norway maple, so it's very shaded Mm. in the summer. I tried a Hicks U, Mm -hmm. and I also tried a Globe Boxwood. Mm. Neither one of them really made it. The Boxwood, I thought, had made it through last winter, and then it started to die. The U didn't really do a lot, so I took them both out. Okay, so... I'm just thinking of something that I can have in there that... Will because last. they're so large, the planters... How large are they? They're about three and a, three and a half feet high, mm-hmm. maybe just under two feet in diameter. Right. They're, 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 they're big planters. Right. Okay, so the choices that you made, whether it was the Hicks U or any U or the glow boxwood or any boxwood, you know, there's pyramidal mm-hmm. boxwoods, there's topiary boxwoods, either of those should do fine in a large planter in the summer. As long as they're getting adequate water and the planters, of course, have drainage holes. Yes, they do. And the soil inside that size of a planter should be a mix of a good quality uh, soilless mix or potting soil mm-hmm. mixed half and half with either triple mix or compost, uh, something a little more organic, which will hold the moisture more so than straight potting soil. Mm-hmm. So that's all good. Your summer isn't your issue because, like you said, you've got the shade from the tree, uh, you're facing south. 
south. You know, it's all it's bright, but it's indirect, and those are sh- very shade tolerant plants, which should do fine. The hard part is the winter, because all the leaves fall off the trees. Now you've got that sunlight coming in in the winter. You've got exposure, obviously, to a certain amount of wind and cold. And last winter and the winter before were two good examples of extreme cold where the everything, the ground was frozen. Anything above ground was frozen. Anything below ground was frozen for weeks, months at a time. And now, I did put burlap around the, the globe. Okay. Um, box would be put stakes in and we put the burlap round and left the top open. So that was good because that would have protected from that sun which would have desiccated the plants. And when I took the burlap off, it looked like it had made, made it through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then so it, it just burned. started to... Deteriorate. Yes. Because the thing you couldn't control was that that above those pots above ground froze solid. The plants, of course, were never truly dormant because they are evergreen. Even though they were covered with burlap, they're still doing a certain amount of transpiring and respiring, so losing moisture. They couldn't absorb any moisture from their roots because, of course, everything was frozen solid. Mm -hmm. Once things started to thaw and you took away the burlap, the green leaves started to drop because the plant had, had been in that sort of holding pattern the whole time it was frozen. And then once it started to thaw you know, the real sort of desiccation showed up. What could you do? Um, even if you had watered in January last year, it wouldn't have made a difference because that was frozen soil you would have been watering into. Uh, when you took the burlap away, I assume you did make a point of watering thoroughly as soon as you could uh, once the soil started to thaw. But but don't worry, even people with boxwood in the ground lost them after that winter and even with the kind of covering you used. So uh, your choices are good. Your idea is good. It's the weather, like the, the extreme weather that you can't control. So you did the right thing in terms of the, um, the, the burlapping. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a winter like this one, the boxwood or use would be coming through just fine. Would have survived, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So well, now I, I put Christmas decorations in them, but they're, they're so big. I would like something that is perennial. Yeah. In there. Well, there are some very good artificials. They are expensive, but there are some mm-hmm. very good artificial evergreens. Obviously, mm-hmm. Christmas tree being an obvious one, but uh, Sheridan Nurseries is a good example of a garden center that has some very lovely, very realistic-looking um, artificial evergreens. Well, I did think of going that route. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it's a yeah. I mean, you could go something artificial and then just plant perennials. Uh, in the spring and summer around the base, um, you know. I do perennials yeah. in the summer, and yeah. then I actually have three massive Christmas decorations in there at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge. If we had more knowledge, of, you know, prior knowledge of what kind of forecasted weather we were going to have, we'd have a better <laughs> chance of doing the right thing at the right time. But uh, nevertheless, uh, you're on the right track. Because I wondered if I should have insulated the pot before I put the soil in. Uh, insulation is always a good idea. Um, and, of course, we typically try to use the, the blue foam or any kind of a styrofoam to, to do the insulation. Mm-hmm. But it still won't magically look after your plants if it's 40 below for three months. <laughs> it's just too cold. Right. Okay. Okay, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sandra. Bye. 
And uh, do you have time enough for just one call here, I do believe, and it's Shirley in Cedar Valley. I wonder if we know this Shirley. I wonder indeed. <laughs> Let me check. We'll know by the name of the plant. Because <laughs> or you know the voice. Shirley that, yes. <laughs> hello, Shirley. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Well, oh, thank, thank you. you. You're a first-time caller, aren't you, Shirley? I am. Well, just oh, a minute. Oh. There you go. <laughs> oh, I've arrived. Thank wings. you. Wings. You have wings. Yes. Um, Charlie, you gave me this beautiful ardizia plant. Yes, I did. And about I'm having a problem with it. It's yellowing and the leaves are falling off. Hmm. And it says keep it moderately moist, which I have done. I knew. So, all right, so this, you bring up a very interesting point. So an ardizia or ardizia, also commonly known as coral berry, is a lovely indoor plant. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's just full of berries. I know. And the thing you didn't know and I didn't know when I purchased that plant for you is that it had been overwatered in the store. Oh. So when I brought it home to my house, because I held it at my house for about two weeks before I gave it to you, mm-hmm. It did. I it did drop a number of leaves, and I watered it a tiny bit once, I think. So what I would suggest is recognize that it's it's yeah they want it moderately moist, but it has experienced some overwatering. So just continue to keep it clean. If leaves turn yellow, remove them. Um, you know, look for new growth. Give it lots of sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, be careful to to not overwater. So let it dry down fairly dry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, before you water, and make sure that the water is able to drain out of the pot, that it doesn't sit in any water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it really is a pretty plant, and if you can keep it alive and get it past this point of sort of that shock it went through, like I didn't realize that it had it was very soggy when I brought it home, and it mm-hmm. started to drop leaves immediately. Okay. But but yeah, just keep cleaning it up and keep it in lots and lots of light, bright right. bright light. I'll do that. Okay. okay. Thanks so much. Well, glad you made it to the air. And thanks yeah. for calling. <laughs> See right. you soon. And you know we're in the last uh, almost thirty seconds of the show. Just time enough to say thank you, and what a delight to talk to all our listeners again yeah. this morning. Great callers. Oh, my golly. All over the map with had, their questions. Had a guy singing the song to us I know. We started very <laughs> bright and cheerful with Earl singing. Yeah. So, and you're going to be playing music for I Siva later. I Indeed I will. All yes. right. So, so I guess that's the next thing. If people want to make music requests, they can always call the garden show for later. Yeah. And then Frank can set up <laughs> the music for you in a couple of hours. All right, Frank, have a wonderful holiday Thank next you, week. We're going to miss you like crazy. Thanks very much, Sebastian, and to all our great callers. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.